New, new, new black, new, new black Wall Street book club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature is for the masses. Where to put your money down the how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with come us. Read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. Yeah. If we all just come together, there's no limit for there's us. No limit for us. <laughs> Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. Welcome to the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put it in a book, we absolutely will find it. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best selling author of the book. The Black Billionaires Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. We can find that book by going to the website www.theblackbillionairesclub.com www.theblackbillionairesclub.com You'll find that link in the description above or below. guys uh, at this point in time we need to move on into the meats right or what we're going to be discussing tonight the meat which is what makes the great great now uh, by mr dennis p kimbrough as well now and what makes the great great we are in chapter number nine and we're continuing along in the chapter which is which is called the greatest story ever told leaving a legacy and, and this chapter is all about you you and i thinking about considering what we want our legacy to be and what we need to do now to make sure to ensure that we leave that legacy or even a greater legacy right behind that that people will remember us when we're gone and they'll still be talking about us when we're gone as well those people obviously the first people who are talking about you remember you or your children uh, but then there's other uh places or the community or society itself that could be screen that could that could be applauding your name, have stories to tell about you because of the legacy that you left, because of what you did, what you accomplished, of uh, uh, what what difference you made while you were here on the earth. And so, as we uh, move into leaving a legacy, we are going to pick up where we left off in our last episode. And our first subsection is called "Don't Aim." low don't aim low let's read take stock of yourself what is the special mark that only you can inscribe and among those who say i can and it will be done or do you do you fall into the what if category at the very moment others may be accomplishing it you must dream bigger than your predicament. You must aspire higher than your circumstances. You must imagine bolder than your surroundings. Don't aim low. Someone might follow you. Don't aim low. You might hit your target. Don't aim low. You might waste your life 
at some point in life, we all become keenly aware that we choose the path that we hope will lead to our true destiny. The first building block from which we shape the outcome of our lives is the process of moving with definiteness of purpose toward our goal. If you do not yet know what you desire from life, if it is still a hazy, altering, unnamed goal, reread the first chapter of this book. You should earnestly seek to define your objectives. Everybody put in the comments so define. You should earnestly seek to define your objectives. Now, if you were with me this morning, I think, or yesterday, I don't know what it was, uh, someone came on and shared some things with us. I said, no, nah, that's too vague. You, you might want to start defining. I think that was this morning. You should earnestly seek to define. And, and I tell you uh, that this is, the, this, is, this is a small little mistake that most people make when it comes to goal setting and then also achieving. They never really define exactly what it is that they want or desire in life. And they spend years wasting time, wasting their life because the beginning was kind of jacked up, not defining your objectives. Without a purpose, without adequate plans for the fulfillment of your destiny, your mind is bound to the negative habit pattern, negative habit patterns of failure. Successful men and women are those who set clear, specific goals replete with timetables and the means by which they expect to achieve them. Now is the time to open your mind and set it free. Free to discover an added power of a mind that knows no boundaries. Only if you have an open mind can you grasp the full impact of the first rule of greatness. Uh Uh-oh, here's the first rule of greatness. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve the first rule of greatness what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve the person blessed with an open mind can perform miracles in business in industry and other professions with those chained to the negativity around them are shouting impossible The person who closes his mind to new ideas, concepts, and experiences enslaves his or her own personality. Brothers and sisters, are you the one with the open mind or the closed mind? Are you open to new possibilities, new suggestions, new insight, new wisdom, new opinions even? Or have you gotten to the point where not only has your your mind been closed, but I think your mind gets closed because your heart gets hardened. And you repel everything up, not for me, up, not for me, getting they're not not open to receive new ideas. Not, I mean, it's like, uh-uh, I'm just going, this is how my life is going to be for the rest of my life. Some people live like that, by the way. Now, I can't change now. It's too, I'm too late. No, it's never too late, baby. Never too late. Never too late. And closed mind is a sign of a static personality. It allows progress to pass it by, and it fails to grasp the opportunities progress offers. An open mind, on the other hand, requires what? Courage, uh, integrity, uh, and faith in yourself. 
your fellow human beings, and the creator who laid out a pattern of progress for you and his universe. When you open your mind, you give your imagination freedom to act on your behalf. You utilize the gift of vision. Right now, while it is fresh in your mind, write down a clear outline stating the desires of your heart. How many guys will do it? Write down a clear outline stating the desires of your heart. Specifically, your purpose for living. Include a statement of the most important objective you wish to accomplish. Write a description of your chosen occupation, business, or profession. Do not be too modest in your description, but do define all the reasons why you believe you are entitled to such an objective. Also, focus on the income you desire and just as specifically what you intend to give to earn this income. This is important. Your subconscious mind will not violate natural laws and a request for something for nothing would only end in defeat. What do you want? Name it and it is yours. Love, money, recognition, happiness, or do you wish to make the world a better place in which to live? We cannot help but notice the two parallel themes that border all of life. First, you can achieve as much as you desire, providing you're willing to combine your God-given abilities with knowledge and a determined and and are determined to pay the price for success. How many guys are 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 willing to pay the price for success? I know too many people who aren't. I know so many people who are wishing upon a star, hoping that success will come in uh, their uh, vague prayers that it'll just be dropped down on them from the sky, some 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 mythical magical place. Not willing to pay the price is why they don't go to classes. That's why they don't sign up for workshops. That's why they don't go to seminars. That's why you never see, you always see them at the club. You never see them at the bank. They're not willing to pay the price. They want success, but they don't, don't think they realize that with success comes this thing called responsibility. And until you show that you're responsible, that you can manage the success that'll come your way, which comes with money, which comes with fame, which comes with all this stuff, why would you be rewarded with it? There's a price to pay for success and it seems like only the successful know the price they had to pay. The unsuccessful seem to think that they got lucky or, or that they, they, they were overnight successes. They don't realize that there was a lot of effort and work that went into the success that they acquired. Are you willing to pay the price for the success or to acquire or to have the desires of your heart. Second, there's no success without a purpose. The goal of life is to find your life's purpose and thus light the path for future generations toward the treasures that really matter. Peace of mind, loving relationships, and personal Fulfillment. Don't aim low. Don't aim low. Now I'm going to go back to the beginning where he was talking about this and let's read this one more time. 
Don't aim low. Someone might follow you. Don't aim low. You might hit the target. Don't aim low. You might waste your life. Don't aim low. A quick word from our sponsor. Don't just buy black, decorate black. ERGJ Black Bazaar is the Afrocentric marketplace, and we specialize in urban home decor. Anything from shower sets to wall tapestries to duvet cover sets, you can decorate your entire home with original black art-inspired gifts. Check us out at www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. ERGJ Black Bazaar, the Afrocentric marketplace. We make group economics easy. In today's episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club, we continue along in our journey into the book, What Makes the Great Great? Strategies for Extraordinary Achievement by Mr. Dennis P. Kimbrough. What Makes the Great Great? Strategies for Extraordinary Achievement by Mr. Dennis Kimbrough. The Daily Motivations for African-American Success. Daily Motivations for African-American Success by Mr. Dennis P. Kimbrough. And today's uh, title is Race Issues. Race Issues. And our quarter today comes from Wilma Rudolph, an Olympic champion, who says this. I'm in my prime. There's no goal too far, no mountain too high. I'm in my prime. How do you guys feel like right that like that? Like you're in the zone. Like this is your time right now that you are in your prime. And there's no goal too far. There's no mountain too high for you to climb. No goal too far for you to reach. You are in your prime. Everybody put in the comments, well, I'm in my prime. So I don't care how old you are. It's still prime time, baby. And here's our passage of the day. Uh, here's the meat uh, for our motivation for today. Let's read. It's hard to win a race if you start off 50 feet behind. Yet that's not the handicap that we face in our quest for success. Because of racism and discrimination, just getting to the starting line is an exhausting effort for us. It doesn't seem fair, and it isn't. But the fact is that we can only take off from where we are. We can only take off from where we are. We who have heard you can't win or you'll lose, so there's no sense trying all our lives have to shake off those muddy messages before we can run free. All the resentment and self-pity in the world, understandable though it may be, won't turn what is into what is into what ought to be. The mud is there. Until we commit ourselves, everybody put in the console, commit, until we commit ourselves to cleaning our shoes doing our best and concentrating on the race at hand, our running shoes will be heavy. So what if others are better prepared than we are? So who cares if others have better trained coaches? It doesn't matter. 
I'll probably start right there for the rest of the night. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, here's the thing. You got you got you you and I, we have to decide what we're gonna focus on. Are we gonna focus on all the stuff that doesn't matter? Because at the end of the day, it really doesn't. What does matter is what you are going to do, how far you're going to run, how well you're going to train, how much you're going to practice. That's really what matters. But too often we get distracted, focus on things that don't really matter. It doesn't really matter. All that happened yesterday, not yet, not today. And today's race is the race that counts. Those of us who start out with handicaps, who begin several feet behind, need to give our get, need to give ourselves credit for running the race at all. We need to stop resenting where we are and start loving ourselves for the daily courage it takes to suit up and show up. We deserve to win. And we can win if we stop looking backward. Everybody put in the comments below, I deserve to win. See, affirmations like this or confirmations like this are very difficult for some people to just even think, imagine, let alone type. But I deserve to win. I work hard, baby. <laughs> I put in the effort. I put in the time. I give it my all. I deserve to win. And guess what? For me, I don't know about for you, I will win. There's no doubt about it in my mind. Not only do I deserve to win, I will win. And if I really look at my life, I am winning. I am winning. Here's our affirmation of the day. Here's what you want to allow to take root into your subconscious and then uh, you can uh, elevate and grow this thing by repeating it over and over and over again until it becomes, brings forth a harvest into your life. Repeat after me. What's been done is done. What's been done is done. Today, I will press on to my goal. Again, repeat after me. What's been done is done. Today, I will press on to my goal. What an affirmation. What's been done is done. It's already done. It, it happened yesterday. Can't do nothing about it. It took place. It's done. Well, thank God I woke up today. And I can choose to press on to my goal. Our affirmation today. We'll do it one more time for the people in the back, the people in the way back. This time, people, say it with some conviction. Say it like you mean it. Let people know. Let the world know that you're serious about this thing. Repeat after me. What's been done is done. Today, I will press on to my goal. Race issues, race issues, daily motivation for African-American success by Mr. Dennis P. Kimbrough, daily motivations for African-American success. And that is our affirmation appetizer. A new definition of greatness. 
a new definition of greatness. To bring out your best, you must adopt a new attitude towards success. I got a new attitude. <laughs> no matter who you are, there has to be more to accomplish than fame or fortune. It's been written. You don't sing to get to the end of the song. The same applies to your destiny. You don't tolerate the, the trials and tribulations of goal attainment just to finish or to complete the race. Of course, we all like to do our best, to succeed, to set new personal marks. Our performances provide a handy gauge of self-improvement and the recognition we receive is rewarding. But too many of those who scale the mountain called success suffocate their enjoyment on personal accomplishment by overemphasizing the importance of monetary goals and positional power. All of this does, all about all this does is build up tension and anxiety, which stifles individual performance, thus creating barriers to your objectives. To say nothing of how such negative attitudes diminish the fun and enjoyment of striving for a goal. How many of you guys actually have fun going after your goals? You enjoy. Right? You enjoy hitting that check mark that you got it done. How many guys have fun pursuing your goals? Because I tell you what, I know I don't have fun when I'm not pursuing my goals. I know it ain't too much fun for me when I'm pursuing somebody else's goals. That don't that don't feel good to me. But when I'm going after what I want, oh my goodness, I gotta I have a good time. I'm like, yes! got it done. Yes, we knocked that down. Yes, we got that accomplished. I feel good. Nah, 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 nah. I knew that I would now. Having fun. Pursuing your goals, the goals that you set, the things that you want. That's fun. What makes the great great? True greatness is an expanding transformation that begins within. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Give this some serious thought. No amount of fame or fortune, wealth or recognition will ever bring you true success or happiness for that matter. Greatness is a journey that begins with you, in you. If you are not enjoying your life at this moment with what? You have accumulated with your current state of consciousness. You will not appreciate, nor will you enjoy any new or different conditions or relationships that you may experience in the future. How many guys have found this to be true? That you could be in a position where you're not really, you're not really enjoying where you are, maybe where you live or something like that. And you think that, or where you go, to, or you go to school or somebody, like and you think that, hey, if I just move, right? If I just moved across country, I'll, I'll be better. And then you move and you realize it didn't get better because you, you, you're trying to, you try to change from the outside in instead of from the inside out. Instead of saying, well, you know what? I don't feel good. Well, won't I get better? And then I can make decisions about what I want to do with life. But some of us, many of us are trying to change on the outside, get, go to a different place. We think things don't get better. Now, I want to tell you something. Here's what I found in life. No matter where I go, no matter how far I travel, no how many countries I've been to, you know what I found out? 
It's all about the same. It really is. Every country I go to, they got a rich place and they got a poor place. They got some that are educated, some that are not. They got the rich and the poor. Matter of fact, the good book tells us that it rains on the rich and the poor alike. I found, I don't know about you, wherever I went, whatever country, whatever state, all right, it's been about the same. So what's the what's the common denominator? Me. For things to change, I got to change. If not, guess what? Things will stay the same no matter where I go. See, your perception is your reality. How you perceive things to be, that's how those things are for you. Doesn't mean that's how it is for me. That's how it is for you. How you see it, that's how you will interpret it. That's how you will feel it. That's how you will uh, respond to it. That's how you will react, how you see it. Your perception of your life, of your neighborhood, of your environment is your reality. What's going on, River Word? How you doing, Queen? We'll see you on tomorrow night. Thanks so much for showing up. Nothing outside of ourselves has the power to bestow happiness or fulfillment on us. What determines the quality of our lives is our choice to be fulfilled. It's our choice to be fulfilled. It's our choice to be fulfilled based on how we think and how we view ourselves. Let me warn you. If you're an individual who needs more in order to feel complete, then you will still feel incomplete no matter how great the possessions that grace has bestowed upon you. If you're an individual who needs more to feel complete, then you will still feel incomplete no matter how great the possessions that grace has bestowed upon you. How many of you guys have come across people or know some people or read about some people that seem like they got it all, but they're still incomplete. They're still not happy. They're still stressed out. They still want to jump off the bridge. And they see, it seems like they got it all. I mean, you're like, man, if I had that life, that's what we say sometimes. And man, if I was living like that, I wouldn't blah, 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 blah. But you don't know because you ain't been there before. And see, here's what, I'll tell you, this is why I study money. Because when I studied money, it was like, wow, I started talking to people and realizing that although some people made a lot more money than me, those same people had a lot more higher bills than me. And those same people had a lot more stress because even though they were making more money than me, I was not living paycheck to paycheck, and they were. And so they still had a high, they still lived a high stress out life because their bills were greater than their income and they made a lot of money. I know accountants who are broke. I know, I know medical people, doctors and lawyers who are broke because they haven't learned the simple, the simplest principle of building wealth, which is spend less than you earn. And that don't change just because you make a lot of money because it's a habit that you have to develop. And I found that most people develop it when they broke, when you ain't got no choice. I mean, one of my managers, he was talking to me one time. He was just like, man, you don't understand. Man, this bill come in for this big house that I bought for my wife. 
and you know that money is it's it's it's, it's stressful. I'm ready to downsize. But he was trying to do something to make the wife happy, who wasn't working. You know, he had a trophy wife. They sit in the house all day. They, you know, and, and it's just the, the bill's gonna get taken care of by himself. Nothing wrong if you can afford to, you know, let your let your let the queen stay at the house. But I'm just saying, you might not want to get that, uh, you know, that million dollar home when you own a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar type of income. I don't know. What would I know? I'm just a young country boy from Decatur. I don't know nothing about money. Nah, not me. Nah. <laughs> don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm silly. <laughs> Success is more than wealth. If you've arrived at your destiny through wealth alone, there's a question that will be asked that you cannot evade. It one In what manner was your fortune gained? Some people build as cathedrals are built the foundation finished but the moldings that are that soar toward but the moldings that soar toward the heavens the terrace inspires forever incomplete such builders will never dwell in the house of the lord if your money was not earned through character decency and integrity you have not succeeded if your bank account is stained with the blood of the poor or the unfortunate you have not succeeded. If you dashed and the hopes and dreams of others, you have not succeeded. If your wealth has made others poor or buried the opportunities of your fellow human beings, if your wealth shortens the lives of others and smothers the rights of others, if your riches were gained in an occupation that kills, that poisons the spirit, that denigrates or stunts the morality of others, you have not succeeded. Greatness will forever be denied. It will benefit you deeply to analyze the following story. You know, uh, the author just reminds me that, especially in this world, as we look at all these different things and all these different people who have you know, risen to power, that at the end of the day, how you have gotten to where you got have gotten, whatever that is, there's going to be a there's going to be an account for how you have operated here on this earth. There is no getting away from it, and and, and I'm not the one that's got you got to you got to tell your story to. I'm not the one you got to report to. You're going to have a report card. There's going to be a progress report. There's going to be a report card, and you're going to get a grade on your life. And I'm going you know, I'm concerned. I'm concerned with you getting the best grade you can. But I, I, I'm more concerned about me getting the best grade. I'm, I'm more concerned about me getting the best grade that I can, while I try to help you get a better grade out of life. You gonna there is going to be a report card of how you lived your life. There is no getting around it. Regardless of what we see right now, there's a reason why, you know, there's a reason why, you know, people who, 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 who seem to be like wealthy with like money or rich with money, they can still be poor in spirit and they can still want to take their own life and do uh, suicide and stuff like that. There's a reason why you see 
uh, uh, these people who seem to have it all, but they're strung out on drugs and alcohol because they don't love their life because they didn't really live the life the way they could have. See, some of us are so blinded by dollars and we know the scripture says, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? We tend to forget these things when we're out and about Monday through Friday. We might pick it back up on Sunday if we're lucky. But what would it profit the man to gain the whole world? You are on top of the world, but your soul it's all jacked up and you're feeling guilty and all this stuff. I mean, I, I've been there. How many guys have been there where you were in the prime and you felt like, man, I got it all. Things are really clicking. But th there was something in this. I said, I didn't do this the right way. I, I still I still got some debts. And they may not be financial debts, but I still got some debts. I I, I, I stepped on a couple people's neck on the way up. I, I, you know, I didn't quite treat my family the right way. I, I left them behind and I wasn't my brother's keeper. I still got some debts to pay, although I feel like I got enough money in the bank. How many guys know there's some debts you can't pay with money? Uh-oh. There's some debts that can't be paid with money. Let you tell somebody uh, that you were gonna, you know, you that you were gonna do something for them. You're gonna come through for them. You're gonna show up to their ball game. You you're gonna be at their first recital, and you didn't show up for your daughter, uh, for your son, for that important person in your life. You can't pay. You can't make that up by by a good gift. That's mo That's a moment that's lost. That can't be paid for. This is why when we we like what we got going on. The whole the whole. Your little thing, the justice thing with the lady water, whatever name is. Like, I'm like, you can't, there's no justice for a lost life. I mean, all this stuff. There's no justice for a life that's lost. There's nothing that can be done that'll, that'll equate that, to make that equal. It is impossible. So there's a dead person and you're still living. There is no justice for that. I don't know what the hell humans think they're doing. There's no justice. There's no, there's no justice for a lost life. There's forgiveness. But there's no justice. <laughs> Woo, a new definition of greatness. A new definition of greatness. A quick word from our sponsor. As he said, man, you would benefit, we would benefit if we deeply analyze, everybody putting comments on analyze the following story. The greatest person in the land. The greatest person in the land. There was a wealthy old man who lived in the valley. He was more than graciously endowed with vast possession. He was rich. Among his most treasured gifts was a stately mansion that overlooked the scenic valley. But there was an emptiness in his spirit. He lived alone without family or friends or spiritual foundation, surrounded only by his priceless fortune. He had a whole bunch of money, but he didn't have a lot of friends. 
In the guest quarters of his estate lived a servant, John, and his family. John was a simple man with modest needs and desires, but deeply spiritual. The creator's presence was a reality in his life witnessed by his employer, who late at night would see John and his family devoutly in prayer. Devotedly, devout, I think that's devotedly in prayer. One morning, the wealthy landlord was looking over his holdings, his fortune. As he gazed over his domain, he said to himself, it's all mine. Just then the doorbell rang. At the bottom of the steps, he found John, his humble servant. What's the matter, he asked. Are the animals okay? John looked embarrassed. Yes, sir, he replied. Everything is fine. Um, sir, could I have a word with you? John was invited onto the plush carpet in the den. Sir, John said hesitantly, last night I, I had a dream. And, and in it, a voice told me that the greatest man in the valley would die the next night. I felt compelled to tell you. I apologize if I disturbed you. Go back to your work and forget it, said the Lord. I won't have anything to do with such childish superstition. John still looked uneasy. The, the dream was quite vivid, he continued. And the message was that the greatest man in the land would die at midnight. I just, I just had to tell you. The landowner quickly dismissed him. Go away. But his servant's words distracted him so much that he visited the doctor that day. His, his physician examined him from head to toe, pronounced him fit as a fiddle, and said that he'd, be given, he'd give him another 25 years. The old baron was, re, was relieved, but a lingering doubt caused him to invite his doctor to dinner that evening. Together, they enjoyed a hearty meal, and shortly after 11.30, the physician prepared to leave. When his host asked him to remain for a nightcap, he agreed. Eventually, when midnight passed to remain passed and they still reminisced about Eventually, when midnight passed and they still reminisced about old times, the wealthy old man muttered to his guest, silly old John, upset my whole day. Him and his stupid dreams. He then bade good night to his friend. No sooner was the tycoon in bed than he heard the doorbell ring. It was 12.30. At the bottom of the steps, he found a grief-stricken child who knew who he knew was John's youngest daughter. Sir, she said, looking at him through her tears, my mother sent me to tell you that my father just died. The old man froze. It was suddenly made clear to him who was the greatest person in the land. Please understand that I'm not contending that the accumulation of material wealth and possessions is evil. Having attained wealth after impoverished beginnings, I delight in the harvest that has come from having made a great deal of money. It is satisfying and fulfilling. I'm proud of my accomplishments and I do not feel apologetic for being able to purchase whatever I choose as a result of my labors. What I'm referring to is the ability to live life at a higher degree of consciousness. That is the result of this spiritual journey. If we are to become great, we too must dedicate ourselves to the same values that guided the life of this humble servant. Among others, God, family, and work. If we are to become great, we too must dedicate ourselves to the same values that guided the life of this humble servant. 
among others, God, family, and work. Go ahead and put that in the comments below. God, family, and work. Now, I like this little parable or story or whatever. Because he was all, I mean, the, the, the man with all the money was all puffed up with like, oh, I'm the greatest man in the land. You must be talking about me. That's that pride, that ego. No, no, no type of discernment, no type of insight. He just got money. I'm telling you, if money is all you got, you ain't got much. Oh, let me say that again for the people in the back. If money is all you got, you ain't got much. Because quickly can that go away? And then what you're left with? No wisdom, no discernment, no insight, no love in your heart, no friends, no family, no support. If money is all that you got, you ain't got much. True greatness is an inward journey that, to some degree, should blend nine core qualities. Peace of mind, character, courage, commitment, discipline, faith, perseverance, worthy goals and ideas, and the most important, love. Success of this magnitude is priceless. Finer than any precious jewel rather than any crown or kingdom more adorning than any royal robe, this is the fabric of true success. And weaving it is the noblest task on earth. Success is not about striving. It's about arriving. Success is not about striving. It's about arriving. Wow. Arriving, going through the journey, and finally arriving. But here's the interesting thing. I want you to key on the word arriving because you never really arrive. It's always arriving. It's always a process of the next thing, the next con the next frontier. Yeah, you want you reach one goal, you set another one, you keep going arriving and arriving, arriving higher and higher, higher, faith to faith and glory to glory. It's always a continuous activity that's taking place in your life. Arriving. So Vivian asked a great question. Is striving a wrong thing? Well, here's the thing. In our community, most of us have uh, have 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 uh, have puffed up or have made the struggle like this great thing. Like if you didn't struggle, you're not really black or something like that, right? But but here's the deal about striving. Striving is a human condition. Striving means that you're kind of trying to do it all by yourself, in it of yourself. But when you're arriving, you really have the spirit that's moving you. And and if you're following or you're listening and you're you're obeying the spirit. It's not very difficult. It's not a strive. It's not a hard task. It's, it's not striving. You're just flowing. How many guys know the difference? How many guys in your life, you, you've been in a place where you've been striving. You've been trying to get it. You've been like, I got to get it. I got to do it. I, it's all up to me. If it is to be, it is. It's up to me. I got to do it. But you find yourself, you, you find yourself tired at the end of the day, not exhausted. It's the difference. 
tired because you've been striving, trying to make it happen, which I think we should, you know, put forth the effort to make it happen. But arriving, in other words, all day long, I'm listening to my father. I'm getting instructions from the spirit and I'm just flowing. I'm telling you, my life right now, it just flows. It's like, what'd you do today? Oh, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. It wasn't a stride. I'm not tired right now. I'm going to be exhausted in about four hours, but I have exhausted. I've used every little bit of the day that I can because I've been listening to the spirit tell me what to do next. Right? But when you don't have a, a connection to the source, the unlimited power that's available to you and I, then you find yourself running out of energy because you're trying to do it by yourself. And how many guys know that there's a helper that's here for you? How many guys know that there are angels all around you just saying, hey, we're here to help you accomplish your goals. We're here to help you to get to... Matter of fact, I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about this today. Like, anytime I listen to that still small voice, anytime I listen to the spirit within, anytime I listen to infinite intelligence, I have realized that the whole time the spirit itself has been saying, go this way, go follow this yellow brick road to prosperity. It's right here. I just need you to hear me and go. But I've been hard-headed a lot of my, for a long time in my life. I mean, I've been hard-headed. I mean, I ain't really been listening much. I'm just now coming to the point where I'm like, oh, that's what that, that's what that is. I'm just now getting to a, a space of, 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 of understanding the, 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 this stuff that we have made all mystical and stuff. Now, this whole time, the Spirit has saying, if you just follow me, everybody put in God's will follow me. If you just follow me. That's why I believe when he was walking the earth, the great teacher said, follow me. He didn't, it wasn't too much he had to say. He didn't have to, he had to beg nobody. He had to brag them. He had to, he said, no, just follow me. All your needs will be taken care of. You will be fed. You won't be hungry. There will be no worry. There will be no stress. Follow me. And I want to tell you today that there are some of you, most of you, many of you right now, you should be saying the same thing. Why? Because there is a slew, there is a horde, there is a mass of people who are waiting on you to give the command once you have clarity in your life to follow you to the good life, to prosperity, to love and happiness. Just like you may be following him there, should be, there are people who will be following you. Isn't it ironic that uh, when we go on this thing called social media, they have this thing called a follow button. Now you got to ask yourself, well, who are you following and where are they leading you? Who am I following? And where are they leading me? Some of y'all are going to go through the night. Y'all going to be hitting the unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. Because you're going to realize this person is not leading me where I want to go. It's time for me to unfollow. Y'all don't take it seriously enough, though. You don't understand 
the influences that you have and where they're leading you to, what they cause, how, what they cause you to think about, how they cause you to act. Don't take it serious enough. Those who master their destiny share many qualities, none of which are determined by society's definition of success, an explanation that centers on fame and fortune alone. Their path remains crystal clear. How many of these statements describe your principles and values? Those who have tasted this vintage wine of success, here are some of their statements. Statement one. You want you to ask yourself if this statement describes your principles and your values, okay? Have the they have the courage to risk failure and realize that setbacks are lessons to learn from. How many guys that's in your disposition? That 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 you got the courage to risk failure. In other words, you got the courage to to try and you realize that any of the setbacks that you've had in life or that you may have in the future are simply lessons. Everybody put down so my setbacks are lessons. My setbacks are simply lessons to learn from. The second thing that successful people that tasted this vintage wine, they their position or their statement is this: lose the ability to blame others for the circumstances of their lives. Oprah Winfrey says it like this, take personal responsibility for everything that has to do with your life. Take personal responsibility. How many guys saying, you know what? I take personal responsibility for wherever I am right now in life, for whatever it is that's happening in life right now, I take personal responsibility. Not that you take blame, that you just take responsibility. You say, hey, this has happened. I'm gonna do what I can do about it. I think that's important to make sure we understand. It's not blame. It's just responsibility for making it get better. Number three, ask yourself, do you align with this principle or value? And that you develop your strengths and manage your weaknesses. Develop your strengths and manage your weaknesses. Number four, ask yourself, do you you align with this principle or value. You know that labels are unnecessary. You see the true divinity, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humanity. Now, this is very interesting. Labels, and I'm talking about all labels. I'm talking about I'm talking about labels from, from Republican to Democrat, uh, from Christian to Muslim to to, to, to that, to, to black to white, from from, from AKA to Delta. I mean, we got labels for everything, all to put us in these things called boxes. And we don't even know it. We've been, we are so, we are so, it's so silly. I'm in this box over here, but this box over here, but it contradicts with this box, but I'm in this box and this box. I don't know what to do now. Labels. Box, 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 box. Here's another one. Do you agree with this? Is your principle of values aligned with this statement? You're continually looking, look, continually, continually looking for ways to express love. You continue to look for ways to express love. 
Here's another one. Ask yourself, do you align with this principle or value? Your visionary and dream, your uh, their visionary and dreams. They're visionaries and they dream of those things that haven't been and believe they are possible. You're a visionary and you dream of things that have not been. And you believe that although it hasn't happened, that it's still possible to happen. Are you that person? And you, you align yourself with that principle or value, that statement. Here's another one. You tap into a higher consciousness to master your destiny. You go within as they deal without. You go within. And everybody, as everybody else going without, you're going within. How many guys will say, you know what? I've tapped into a higher consciousness. And the good book says like this. When I was a child, I thought like a child. But now that I'm adult, I put away, I put childish, I put away childish things. When I was a child, I thought like a child. How many guys know some 40 or 50 year olds who still think like a child? They've not put childish things away. I was talking to a good sister friend of mine the other day, and she said, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm 40 years old, I ain't got time for that no more. How many guys said that before? I'm 30 years old. Y'all still doing that? I'm 30 years old. I'm for, who, who's doing I'm 40 years old. I got time for that. I'm 50 years old. I'm not. That foolishness. When I was a child, I thought like a child. But now that I'm an adult, I put childish things away. Why? Because I've tapped into a higher consciousness. I don't think like I used to think. Here's another one. Ask yourself, do you align yourself this uh, 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 principle or value? You've committed yourself to personal excellence. You will accept nothing less than your best. You've committed, keyword commit, to personal excellence. Now, you have to define excellence for yourself. You can't let somebody else tell you what excellent is. You know, you got to know what excellent is for you with whatever it is that you're doing. And you're committing yourself to personal excellence, to do your absolute best with whatever you put your hands to do. And then the last one. Ask yourself if you commit, if you align yourself with this uh, discipline or value or principle of value. You say, I can. You say, I can. The greatest person in the land. What we're talking about, guys, we're moving along in this journey about leaving a legacy, leaving a legacy of excellence. And saying, man, some of these, I ain't quite there yet. But now that I've heard them, I can replay this and listen to this again and come back to it and ask myself, well, what do I need to do to get here if that's where you want to be? Because guess what? You can. And I'll say that about anybody who listened to this on the sound of my voice, whether you're hearing it live or a replay. 
You absolutely can. You just have to choose to. Yes, you can get out of debt if you want to. You have to choose to do it. Yes, you can be a, a, a loving father or, or a mother or a husband or wife. Yes, you can. You just have to choose to do it. Yes, you can have all the desires of your heart. Yes, you can. You just have to choose to do it. Yes, you can. It's possible. It requires a choice. And then after that choice, it requires you to put in the discipline, put in the effort, put in the time to make it happen. This is the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. If you put in a book, we absolutely will find it. Now, I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, and we invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club. Get connected with brothers and sisters who are serious about winning with money, serious about success, and super serious about helping you to accomplish your goals and to build your dreams. Check out the website at www.theblackbillionairesclub.com, www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. You can find that link in the description above or below. Make a decision to change the rest of your life. We'd ask that you would subscribe and support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes to improve financial literacy within our community and ultimately to help us to build the School of Wealth. To build an institution that will teach the next generation about money and your small monthly contribution can make all the difference. Well, we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the New Black Wall Street Book Club. We want you to remember this, that it takes a village and it starts with us. Let's build as we climb together. We all we got, people. And thank God that that's more than enough. Until next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. New, new, new black, new. It's the new black Wall Street book club. Wall Street. With your host, Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't got a little computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new black Wall Street. Book club, book club. <laughs> yeah. The new Black Wall Street. The new Black Wall Street.